Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. For the promise of the Spirit of the Lord, 120 gathered in one place, heaven prayed for the Spirit of grace. When suddenly there came a sound of rushing mighty wind, the Holy Ghost began to be poured out upon all men. This is that. Spoken by the prophet Joel. Spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that. Spoken by the prophet Joel. Spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I my spirit, saying, Good evening, everyone. This is the Tell Like It Is radio broadcast here tonight with Pastor Bob Simons. We're from the New Life Pentecostal Church right here in Dickinson, North Dakota. And if you want to get involved with the program, you sure can tonight. Give us a text, 701-290-7862. Just let us know maybe uh, you're listening or where you're listening from. We like to hear that, too, sometimes. Again, text us, 701-290-7862. 
or you can call in studio at 701-225-5133. Again, that's 701-225-5133. Or you can email us at robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Good to have everybody that's already texted me, Seth, and my voice is coming back, so that's good news too, but I'm not going to do any singing tonight. But I do have one of my grandsons in the studio He's going to be singing. Abe is going to be singing. And I uh, already got one text from one lady going, woo-hoo, but that was his grandma. So the uh, so I, I don't know if that counts or not, but good to have the Russells listening up in the Minot area, Thor and Angela listening, Hostetler's out in Pennsylvania, Lori and Javier listening tonight. So um just glad to have everybody that's listening to the Tell It Like It Is radio broadcast. As Seth introduced me, I just wanted to uh, also make sure if you're a brand new listener that we want to invite you to our church uh, in Dickinson, right here in Dickinson, North Dakota. That's really the reason for this broadcast. I know we're coming live on Holy Ghost Radio and also on the KDIX website, and I'm thankful for that. But really, our um, our target audience is right here in Dickinson, North Dakota. It has been for the last 18, coming up on, um, yeah, it's been 17 years now that we've been doing this. And um, and so uh, we want to invite you to church. Our next service will be Wednesday night at 730 105 7th Avenue West is the address. And then on Sundays, we have church at 10 o'clock, Sunday school and, a, and, a, and an adult Bible class during that time when the kids are in Sunday school. And that's an open discussion Bible class. And then at 11 o'clock, we have our, our worship service. The, uh, the, uh, oh, we've got another, we've got another lady that said woohoo because Abe's going to be singing. And, uh, and she's not his grandma either, it says. So that's interesting. The, um, the, uh, oh, hey, good, good deal. Got Lawrence listening from California. He sang one of my songs and he said it caused a sensation in his church in California last Sunday. If you, uh, if you want to give me any royalties from that, that would be great. Man, look at all these texts. We've got, um, we've got people in Belfield listening, that exotic place. We've got people in Grafton listening, the Schulers. Those are my friends up there in Grafton. And, um, so good to have everybody that's listening tonight. That is, I'm going to, um, before we get into our scripture, I'm going to have Abe sing a song. Are you going to sing that one you wrote? Get, get that guitar ready and I'll keep rambling here while you're ready. I don't know which one he's going to sing, but he's going to, this is my grandson, Abe. This is my 16, one of my 16 year old grandsons. And, uh, he's been playing guitar and singing and doing a great, great job. I want him just to go ahead and sing. He might sing a couple songs tonight being his grandpa can't do it. So go ahead. Though it never crossed his mind, he 
would sow the seed in me that stood the test of time. Abe Simons singing. This is the Tell It Like It Is radio show with Pastor Bob Simons. That's a relative of mine. Uh, got a guy from the Philippines just texted me. He said the whole family is a superstar. So uh, good to have Stormy listening in the Philippines. That is so neat. He tunes in from the Philippines and listens to us. <coughs> and um, good to have uh, the Lees are listening. The Gubroods are listening. Um, the Shrekice, Shrekices. We've got... Um, People in Beulah listening, people in Moorhead, Minnesota listening tonight. Good to have all of you listening to the Tell It Like It Is show. And we've got even a girl named Bethany listening tonight from Indiana. Ooh, she got an exclamation mark after her listening. Exclamation mark. So I'm going to just kind of let that sink in a little bit. But the um, I want to turn your attention to Second Chronicles 7.14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. I want to just kind of take a, uh, a topic based on um, something our, our current president has been saying for probably the last nine months since he started running for president. His slogan, let's make America great again. And I don't. I want to just say right off the off the top. I don't think a president can make America great again. I think God can. I really do. Now, 
I um I, I don't never get political on this show, and but I will say there's a lot of things about our president that I do not like, but some of his decisions I have liked so far. And any president that makes any law to curtail abortion is going to bring a natural blessing or a revocation of a curse that God has got on our nation. So even if President Trump isn't a godly man, uh, I have to say that he seems to be pointing in a direction of uh, trying to uh, curtail or slow down the baby-killing business in our country. And I'm not doing the broadcast on abortion tonight, and I hardly ever speak about it, but I will tell you that that if you think abortion is about women's rights, uh, abortion, you know, we have to answer this question, is it a baby or not? Because if it's a baby, it doesn't have anything to do with women's rights. Because that baby has rights too, and it's not able to defend itself. And so, just, you know, I'm going to just give a little accolade to our current president, not on anything else, really, folks. I, <clears throat> and I got to be careful I say this because there's a bunch of people that just love President Trump. And I, I just haven't drank the Kool Aid yet. I just haven't been able to buy into all of it. But I will say some of his decisions that he's made on abortion will have a natural tendency to bless our country because I believe that we are under a curse because abortion is not only uh, like here again, I don't think God will curse a nation uh, uh, based on what its worst citizens will do. But when, when its government promotes sin, that's when we have a trouble. So tonight we're going to talk about Second Corinthians 7.14, the aspects of this, how God can heal a nation. Uh, you know, I think um, the the first thing it says, where it says, "If my people, which are called by my name," and I, I, I um, I'm going to kind of not deal with that part of it because I want to just make this scripture fit about to people that could be his people also, like a coming back to God. But the first thing that it tells his people to do is to humble themselves. In our, in our adult Bible classes this morning, that was our topic, humility. The beginning of getting right with God is humility. And the realization of pride and seeing ourselves the way God sees us is so important. That's why what's going on in our, in our country is the opposite many times of humility. For instance, God made you a, a man or a woman. And now to argue with your creator and say, I'm really, I was born a man, but I'm really a woman. That's not the spirit of humility. That's the spirit of pride. What we're seeing in our country is the, the uh, final uh, frontier of pride. In America, we, we, uh, we, we talk of much pride as a good thing. You know, you gotta have pride in yourself. You gotta have pride in your work. You gotta have pride in your team. And I know what people mean by that is not always bad. I understand this. But pride is is the very thing that would cause God not to accept someone. James 4.10 says, Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Uh, Proverbs 28.13, He that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. 
You know, I, I love the book of Isaiah, chapter 66. And I'm going to turn there and, and read this verse tonight. Because the very uh, critical turning point, I believe, of mer- making America a great again is to come to a spirit of humility. Let me read Isaiah 66, 1. Thus saith the Lord, the heaven is my throne, the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you build unto me? And where is the place of my rest? For all those things has my hand made, and those things have been, saith the Lord. But to this man will I look, even to him that is poor and of a contrite spirit, and trembleth at my word. God, now this next part may be understand, hard to understand, folks, but I'll explain it to you. He that killeth an ox is as if he slew a man. In other words, the Jewish sacrifices, God is saying that, that if you have, if you are, don't have this humble spirit, you can make the Jewish sacrifice. But to me, it's like if you killed an ox to sacrifice, it'd be just like killing a person. He that sacrificed, sacrificed a lamb as he, as if he cut off a dog's neck. He that offereth an oblation as if he offered swine's blood. Of course, if these things are swine, dogs, these are unclean animals that were never meant to be part of the Jewish sacrificial system. He that burneth incense, incense as if he blessed an idol. Yea, they have chosen their own ways. Their, their soul delighteth in their abominations. And I will choose their delusions, and I will bring their fears upon them, because when I called, none did answer. When I spoke, they did not hear, but they did evil before my eyes, and chose that in which I delighteth not. Hear the word of the Lord, ye that tremble at his word. There are people that God will not accept. There are people that he won't accept. Now, you say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, I'm just before we go into another song, I'm just gonna veer off on this. I'm gonna take 10 minutes and talk about this. But there are people that God won't accept. Mark chapter 16, Jesus told us to preach the gospel to every creature. And so this lets me know that it's not for us to decide who God won't accept or who he will. Like I can't look at somebody and say, oh, God won't accept that person. Or God won't accept this person. Like, what does every creature mean to you? It means every person. Preach the gospel to every person. We shouldn't be selective on who we preach it to. Uh, we shouldn't. It should not be based on on racial, cultural um, situations. It shouldn't be based on ec- based on economic situations. It shouldn't be based on even sinful situations. Um, you know. Uh, the, the most despicable, the most despised, I should say, people in our society. Uh, I preach to them every Sunday. The most despised people in our society, that's the sex offenders. And up when I go up to the jail, there's a percentage of those. I bet we had 50 people in both of our services today at the jail. And there's a percentage of those people that are sex offenders. That's a despised group of people in our society, and rightfully so. But you know what? Jesus said, preach the gospel to every creature. Uh, you can be a sex offender and God can accept you. You know, uh, Jesus said in Matthew 22, go into the highways, as many as you shall find, invite them to the marriage. So the service went out into the highways, gathered together all as many as they found both bad and good. And the wedding was furnished with gift. Guess. 
Uh, when you come to a Pentecostal church like our church in Dickinson, you're going to find people that grew up and maybe were good most of their life. You're going to find people that maybe were bad most of their life. Jesus wants both the good and the bad invited to this wedding. He wants everybody in between the good and the bad. Who won't God accept? You know, is there anybody so bad that God can't forgive them? Is there anybody so good that they don't need his forgiveness? We're all in the same boat. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 I'm just taking a veer off of my my discussion what makes America great again. <clears throat> it says, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, <clears throat> neither fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, effeminate, abusers of themselves with mankind. This is talking about homosexuality. Um, it says, Nor thieves. We know what that is. Those are people that shoplift up at Walmart. Nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. So Paul said, none of these people are going to heaven. And then he said this, and such were some of you. So God, who won't God accept? You know, some of them, uh, uh, you know, God won't accept those who are the opposite of the humble. It's an attitude that God rejects. That's why the very first step to making America great again is a national, starting with a personal humility. He said, he said that, uh, in our, in that verse in, in Isaiah 66, he talks about people that have chosen their own ways. Their soul delights in their abomination. And then he said, because when I called, none did answer. When I spoke, they did not hear, and they chose that in which I delighted not. So who won't God accept? He won't accept the attitude of pride. We've got to humble ourselves in the sight of the Lord. Psalmist said in Psalm 138 and 6, Though the Lord be high, yet he hath respect unto the lowly, but the proud he knoweth afar off. Like God may know who you are, but he's not close to you if you're proud. Proverbs 3.34 says, Surely he scorneth the scorners, but he giveth grace unto the lowly. James 4.6, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace <coughs> unto the humble. <coughs> Peter said it also. First <coughs> Peter 5 and 5, God resisteth the proud and giveth grace unto the humble. You know, the psalmist in Psalm thirty four eighteen, the Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. You know, um, this is why when I say, who won't God accept? Is it the homosexual? Is it the sex offender? Is it the thief? Is it the drunkard? Is it the liar? Is it the fornicator? Is it the adulterer? Is that who God won't accept? Or... Is it the person that's full of pride? You see, we we judge based on uh, social uh, uh, mores. We we judge on what's worse for society. Like like um, I don't know if you realize this, but but many of the sins that are things that Christians don't partake in 
uh, they are just so bad for society. Like drunkenness, for instance. You know, everybody talks about drug addiction. Like, they're so messed up. Oh, oh you know, oh, all these meth addicts. Boy, I mean, it's just ruining our little town. Well, before there was ever a meth addict ruined in your little town, drunkenness and alcohol were making a huge destructive impact on your society. You know, um, the reason, the reason God's against it is because of what it does, what we do to each other. Homosexuality is that way. The average lifespan of a male homosexual is like 15 or 20 years less than that of a person that's uh, lives a, a what God would call a normal sexual life. Homosexuality has destroyed every nation where it's ever been accepted in, and that's why God is against it. But will God accept a person that has had the homosexual lifestyle? Yes, he can. And he can accept the drunkard, and he can accept uh, the adulterer. Adultery and marriage breakup is one of the most detrimental things to society. But who won't God accept? God will not accept the proud. And that's why this first in, in, in what makes America great, or if I can uh, quote from Donald Trump, let's make America great again, the very first thing is to humble ourselves. We need to humble ourselves, and not in some just kind of public showing. You know, um, and I'm, I'm not against politicians making a public showing. I think God's somewhat pleased with some of that. You know, to me, if you're an ungodly president, and you in a speech say, you know what, we need to call unto God and ask him to help us, I think God's into that. You know, you say, well, that's being a hypocrite, or that's being a vote-getter. Maybe. But I also know this, that when public figures invoke God to help us. I think it, it is it is good. I really do. But number one, if we're going to make America great again, we're going to have to stop thinking so highly of ourselves. And we're going to have to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. This is the Tell It Like It Is show. Seth's going to play a song. We're going to hear from Abe Simons here again in a little bit. He brought his guitar into the studio. But uh, text me tonight, 701-290-7862. I was walking to Emmaus, talking of all these things which had happened. A man drew near What's the sad story? Oh, ye fools And slow of heart to believe Ought not Christ suffer And enter His glory And I Along 
asked if I understood what I was reading. I said, how can I? Except some man should guide me. And I heard the word. I heard the word. I heard the word. I heard the word. The, word. the next step was up to me. along with the text I received from Pastor Soberg up in Har- in Harvey listening tonight. He said the marriage supper of the Lamb is not going to be no shotgun wedding. <laughs> i got to think about that. Good to have, uh, i got Mark Schreckheis, missionary to Honduras, texting me and um, telling me about all the great things happening, all the different churches that they've been preaching in. 
bringing this oneness message, Jesus' name, baptism, into whole churches down there. So um, that's that's exciting. And he told me about a, a young, um, uh, one of the pastors down there, Brother Jose, his son David, who was a blind boy, got to speak on a radio station in Copan, in Copan, Honduras, and David preached about Jesus' name. And now they want David to come back and preach some more. So that's pretty neat. That he's a really neat little guy, or he's not so little probably anymore, but his name's David, and he's a he was a boy that was born blind down in Honduras. His dad's a pastor down there. Say hello to the Lunas listening in Wapaton, and um, just all of you. I don't know if I've ever got so many texts as I did tonight. I got like I don't know how many of them. I I didn't mention everybody's name, but I'm glad that you're listening tonight. We've got. Um, uh, Abe Simon's in the studio tonight, and I'm going to have him uh, go ahead and and uh, play and sing another song. He brought his guitar here, and of course, it's not because Grandpa's proud or anything like that. That's not why I'm having him do this. You guys know that. But go ahead, Abe. He's going to play another song, and uh, just go ahead, and I'll, I'll come right back in after that. Won't be long till I dance and sing around the throne. I'm gonna keep it traveling on. Not, and I'm not turning around. Get back Satan, cause I'm heaven bound. Get out of the way. I'm gonna keep a keeping on. And I'm on the highway, highway to heaven. Yes, I'm on the highway, highway to hope. The joy of the Lord's my strength, and that's enough. I'm gonna keep a deep moving on. Say you're busy and you don't have the time. What if Jesus would come right now? You're left behind. Why don't you come and go with me? And I'm on the highway, the highway to heaven. Yes, I'm on the highway, the highway to holiness. Get off the road to hell, get on the highway to heaven. And that was Abe Simons playing guitar and singing tonight. Thank you for all the communication. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862, or email me, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. And um, somebody texted me, some girl, she said, he's good at guitar. So uh, that's where it starts. He's good at guitar. Sing me a song, Brother Abe. The... Uh, Talking about making America great again. Number one, humble ourselves in under God's mighty hand. Number two, pray. The um, I think this is this is a uh, 
this is these this there's set there is such a progression here that um, I think humbling ourselves under God's uh, under God and praying to me are just about identical to each other. We begin to 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 pray to to uh, call out to God. That is the very beginning of humility. How many people do I know that have recovered from addiction that made this step of humility and prayer? You know, this this is, to me, so many people, this is where it is. I, I remember my dad telling me that, you know, all those years as a drinker, and um, and one day, it's a long, long story, but one day, a series of events, he was at an alcohol treatment center in Mandan, North Dakota, and in the middle of the night, he, he, he rolled out by his cot, knelt down. My dad, you know, wasn't a man that knew a lot about all this, but he said, God, Things aren't going so good for me, and I need your help. And you know, that was the last time my dad ever drank. Because to truly make America great again, we're going to have to get the creator of the universe involved with us. And so we need to humble ourselves, and we need to pray. This, this um, um, I will tell you that, that uh, how I feel about this, I'm against child abuse, I'm against child neglect. Those are horrible things. But you parents that have not taught your children how to pray, that is child neglect. More so than probably anything possibly there could be. Because it starts with the parents. It starts with the parents humbling themselves. It starts with the parents teaching their children to pray. Not teaching their children to drink, not teaching their children to cuss, not teaching their children to fight, but teaching their children to pray. A few weeks ago, we had a, a young man on this radio program named Kyle telling his story, and he told a story about how his mom introduced him to meth when he was 15 years old, smoked meth with him. I'm like, like this is the opposite of what moms are supposed to be doing. You know, moms are supposed to be teaching us to pray. And so what can make America a great again, Donald Trump? Hum, if we would, as a people, we would humble ourselves and pray. And then it says, and seek my face. You know, um, there is a, uh, there is a, uh, a famine in the land of people seeking after God. Uh, people um, rise up early to go work out. They rise up early before work to go to the gym. Um, probably wouldn't hurt me to do some of that. <clears throat> I'm probably not in the worst shape of some 58-year-old guy, but could be in a little better shape. I know I'm going to have to start working out. I've got a grandson in the studio, Mason, here, that we've got this deal that when he turns 16, I'll still be able to beat him in wrestling. So I'm going to have to start working out. <laughs> I really am because he's turning into a monster. He's about as tall as me now, and he's got big old muscles. But I'm not uh, intentionally never taught him any wrestling moves, just hoping that I can make up the difference by that. But, it, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with physical exercise. Um, there's nothing wrong with a lot of things that we do. But do we seek God's face? Like, like in Dickinson, North Dakota, how many people went to church this morning in Dickinson? Now, some people are just lazy. You know, they just they didn't do anything this morning. Some people have their hobbies. Some people have all the things that they're involved in. 
But seeking God's face has so much to do with prayer, reading the Bible, and going to church. Seeking God's face. Well, how else do we seek God's face? Now, there are people that I've run into in my life, many people that have said things to me like, well, I love Jesus, but I just don't believe in going to church. Or I'm a believer, I just don't go to church. I've got a, a word, a Hebrew word for that, that I've, I've uh, just researched a little bit. It's hogwash. You know, just it's just hogwash. I don't believe that. You don't go to church, you're not seeking God's face. You know, you're not, you're not, you, you're not. You know, there, there are people that, that, um, over the years, we've got a church building full of people. We need to build a new building or buy something. But over the years, we've lost people. And sometimes they'll say, well, we're not going to church because we don't believe what you preach. And sometimes that's true. But I found out when they quit going, they don't go anywhere else. So what does that tell me? What it tells me was they didn't have a problem with what I was preaching. They had a problem with seeking God's face. Like they had a problem like, <clears throat> like there, there is a, you know, like, um, there, uh, I mentioned in our church service today, there is a lot of stuff going on at the New Life Pentecostal Church. Like on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock, we have, we've got Sunday school teachers that will teach your children in simple lessons about God and about truth. And during that same time on Sunday mornings, we have an adult Bible class. But there are people that show up just for our worship service at 11 o'clock. What does that speak to me? You say, well, Pastor, you're being judgmental now. No, listen, seeking God's face. Like, like we have prayer before our church services, half an hour before. Why do we do that? We give people an opportunity. Now, that shouldn't be the only time you're praying, and I hope it's not. But seeking God's face. When a group of people collectively do that together, what do you think God will do? And when a nation does it, seeking God's face. Deuteronomy 4.29, But if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find him, if thou seek him with all thy heart and with all thy soul. Seeking God's face. You will not find God unless you seek Him. Uh, you won't. Uh, that's, that's why what make, will make America great again is people coming back to God in their seeking. They're reading their Bibles. They're praying. And they're meeting together with other believers. And, and whatever you call that, I call that church. You know, when you meet together with other believers, that's church. And we're seeing there are people that are so into their sports and they're so into their football. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, uh, last week, Monday, after the Super Bowl, when I tried to read the news, all I could read about was the Super Bowl. Well, you know, and, and, and here again, this is, this is just a sign of, of our times. We, we are seeking so many things. You know, every day when I hear the radio news, it's about some actor or musician died today. Well, they're people and they're important and they have souls. I'm not, I'm not saying that. But you know what? I don't care that David Bowie died. 
I mean, I care if he's a lost soul, but you understand he's, the, the point I'm making is, how does this work into seeking God's face? Lamentations 3.39. Why then should we mere humans, this is the living Bible, as we are, why then should we as mere humans as we are murmur and complain when punished for our sins? Let us examine ourselves instead and let us repent and turn again to the Lord. Let us lift up our hearts and hands to him in heaven. For we have sinned, we have rebelled against the Lord, and he, and he has not forgotten it. We've got to turn and seek God's face. <coughs> there is, <coughs> there are so many people <coughs> that are so worried about giving up their rights when it comes to what they want to do. You know, I can read somebody in the Bible, uh, uh, something in the Bible, I can read, read it to them. And they'll fight against it. I'm not going to do that. You know, God, you're not going to tell me how to dress. You're not going to tell me what to do with my sex life. You know, who does he think he is? God? You know, seek my face. Like listening in Dickinson right now is probably somebody living with his girlfriend. Not married. Not making that commitment. You know what? You, you need to to seek God's face. You need to find out what God thinks about that business. The Bible calls it chambering, just living with people. And then it says, and turn from their wicked ways. I'm, I'm in 2 Corinthians seven fourteen. This is a great, great scripture to do a radio show on, especially with our president saying he wants to make America great again. Making America great again has so little to do with the economic uh, stimulus and, you know, like I just read in the newspaper and you know what? When the president talks about stuff like this, he's talking my language. Now to enact a new federal regulation, he made it a law that they have to eliminate two federal regulations to enact a new one. And I'm like, I like it, but that's not what's going to make America great again. What makes America great again is Second Chronicles 7.14. We need to humble ourselves. We need to pray. We need to seek his face. And then he said, turn from their wicked ways. Part of seeking God's face is turning from our wicked ways. Isaiah 55, 6 says, seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. Turning from our wicked ways. Here's the tightrope that Pentecostal preachers walk on. We preach against wickedness, but we preach that there's forgiveness for the wicked. Like, like for instance, I read a letter to the editor in the Dickinson Press today, and it was signed by four churches in this city. And they said this, that we believe the love of Jesus ex- extends no matter what your race is, no matter what your economic status is, something like that, and no matter what your sexual orientation is. Now, when I read that, I could read it either way. Like, you know what? I could say the same thing. The love of Jesus extends to you that are mixed up about your sexuality. And my love will extend to you also. But the only thing that made me nervous about that is I know too much. 
they, I believe, now, if somebody from one of these four Lutheran churches, please, 290-7862, straighten me out on this if this isn't what you meant. But I'm afraid that what was meant was that we're going to accept this. Let me just tell you this. God doesn't accept wickedness. If you're wicked, you need to come to God and repent. And this sexual revolution that's going on today is is not of God. Now, does God love these mixed-up people? Sure he does. Do I love these mixed-up people? You bet I do. You know, this this on Wednesday night at 7.30, if you're living like a lesbian, you bring your girlfriend to church with you. You know, I'll tell you what, our church will treat you good. We'll be nice to you. We'll extend the love of Jesus to you. But there is no love if I don't tell you that it's wrong. Because that sin, along with all those other sins, if they are practiced, will not get you to heaven. The love of God tells us the wicked needs to forsake their ways. They, they do. He said, God said, let the wicked, I'll read it again, forsake his way. Let the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return unto the Lord and he'll have mercy upon him. And to our God he will abundantly pardon. God can forgive anybody. And he wants to forgive anybody. But number one, to be forgiven, you got to find out you're wrong so you can ask for forgiveness. Like, for instance, if you didn't know lying was a sin, what if a church said to you, we accept all liars here? Now, like I say, you could read that either way. But what if they meant, we don't care if you continue to lie or not. You know, um, this, this, uh, this acceptance of wrong behavior is part of the problem. And it's what the people in this world do we have no control over. But when churches, like there are churches, they call themselves Christian churches, that believe that homosexuality is not a sin. How in the world can that poor homosexual person that's living that lifestyle, how would they know to repent? How would they know to call out to God for mercy and ask for forgiveness if they don't know it's wrong? I feel sorry for children that are adopted into homes like this. You know, which which just seems weird to me that it could even be. Because these children will grow up thinking this is normal. Now here again, you know, you can hate me, you can get mad at me, you can do, but I'm just a believer in the Bible. That's all I am. The Bible, the New Testament teaches that this these kind of lifestyles are a sin, along with many, many other types of, you, you know, some, I, I got a feeling I'm, there's some guy driving home from the Esquire Club right now. Yeah, that's right, Pastor Bob, you need to preach about those queers. But you know what? If you're having extramarital relations besides having with your wife, you're no better than anybody. You know, there isn't, these homosexuals aren't worse than a drunkard. They're not worse than an adulterer. They're not worse than a liar or a thief. All these things, we've got to turn. You know, the Tell It Like It Is radio show, the name of it, yeah, we tell it like it is. But the point of this is not to to make people, to criticize people and make them uh, second-class citizens. But 
we have to tell people what sin is because if they don't know, how could you turn from your wicked ways if you don't even know what they are? You know, I've, I've got a lot of, a lot of scripture here that I'm not going to get to, I can see. But this, this, this verse, it says in, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin. I will heal their land. I'm going to tell you if our nation as a whole does not turn from its wicked ways, and doesn't humble itself, it doesn't pray, it doesn't seek God's face, this country is not going to survive. As great as America has been, America will never become great again without a turning back to God. And every one of these elements, these four things that I mentioned today are so, so important to this. The uh, <coughs> Notice how Second Chronicles 7.14 starts out with an if. And then it has a then. I don't know anybody that knows old, old-fashioned old computer language. Uh, when I was in, in um, college, computers, JSIC, were just coming out. And there was a program. We, had a, we took a computer programming called Fortran. And Fortran uh, stood for f- uh, formula and translation. And Fortran was, had a series of ifs and thens. So we had these cards, these uh, data cards that we would program. And they had punches in them. I mean, this is how archaic this is. This is back in the late 70s. And you'd feed these computer cards into a into a computer, and you could make simple programs. Like, <clears throat> I think I programmed to make a tic-tac-toe game. You know, like that was simple. Like if you try to make a chess, a computer that could play chess, that's very, very complicated. Extremely complicated because there's a lot of variables. But the the basis of that computer programming, and I think – the basis of today's computer programming is the same. If this, then that. It's like a positive and a negative. If a yes and a no. If this, then that. God said, if my people shall humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. And so God has a desire to hear from heaven. He wants to forgive our sins. God wants to heal our land. And the best thing that President Trump could do to make America great again, I think, would start to become an example of a godly person. As the leader of our country, um, I, you know, I, I'm sure he listens to this program every every Sunday night. You know, I'm sure that the Secret Service, hey, uh, Mr. President, tell it like it is, show's coming on. Okay, okay, everybody, come in the room. You know, shut her down. He's probably signed an executive order saying you've got to listen to this program, or otherwise, otherwise we're gonna we're gonna send you over to Somalia or someplace. You know, but but the uh, but President Trump, if you're listening tonight, <laughs> I want to say the best thing you can do to make America great again. Is turn your your life around to God. He's, maybe he says, "I already have." Maybe he already has. Maybe, maybe, maybe his sins of his youth. Maybe he's changed some things. I hope he has. But let's get some of that cussing out of your language. Let's get some of that other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's come back to God. Well, we're gonna have Seth do some announcements here, and Abe's gonna sing one more song. Are you ready to sing one more song? Sing that. T- uh, don't talk about my father. That. 
that way song. Okay, Seth, why don't you give out some uh, announcements on how to get a hold of us and and uh, everything else. All right, well, we're from the New Life Pentecostal Church uh, right here in Dickinson. We're located at 105 7th Avenue West. Again, that's the New Life Pentecostal Church, 105 7th Avenue West. If you want to get a hold of us during the week, 701-264-7862 is the church phone number. Again, 701-264-7862. Or you can email us, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Our next service is going to be Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m. If you need a ride, give us a call at the church phone number, 701-264-7862. Sunday mornings, 10 o'clock a.m., Sunday school, adult and children's Sunday schools, 11 o'clock. Sunday morning is our worship service, and this is the Tell Like It Is radio broadcast. We're on every Sunday night from 8.06 to 9.06 Mountain Time. If you have any uh, questions or comments for the rest of the program here, 701-290-7862 is the number you can text. Again, 701-290-7862, or you can call us, 701-225-5133, or you can email us at robertsimons58 at gmail.com. And I want to just say um, shout out again to all the people that did text me tonight, and um, appreciate all of you that are listening from all over the place, just all over the country and here in Dickinson. And uh, I think uh, Robert... And Daniel April April summed up the program. They're listening up near Minot tonight. He said, make America godly again. <laughs> you know, not make America great again, but let's make America godly again. If And, you know, I'm going to have my uh, grandson Abe sing here to close out the program. But if you're listening to some of those last comments I made, if they really bothered you about homosexuality and about sin, I just want you to know in my in the attitude that I want those to come across with, are the attitude of, you know what, we just need to make our life right with God. Find out what he expects and try to line your life up to what God expects. Go ahead. Hey, Master, I know you don't intend to cause me pain. Still it hurts me every time I hear you curse that name And well you might mean nothing by it But I'm asking just the same Jesus means so much to me Please don't talk about my father that way cause he's the one who saved me he filled me and forgave me yes he did when I just an hour long on the street he's the one who Takes care of me when I need help. My Jesus is a friend of me. I used to be a wanderer. I was an orphan just like you. And I knew someone must have put me here. But I had no idea who. 
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.